0: everyone. Um welcome back to another episode of the sample hour. Today we're being invaded by Scotland by my <laughs> <laughs> my friend uh Anthony Anthony, how do you say your last name? Is it uh um, Samuroff. Like, okay it's so a pretty like easy you're
1: telling someone to go to hell.
0: <laughs> Samuroff go to go Samuroff, motherfucker. Um
1: Alright, we're allowed to drop the F Yeah yeah man. I'm well, I'm a all about freedom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh do you right. drop f-bombs on your show or do you try to keep it clean
1: mm, uh, i don't avoid them but you know, you know like I, you, you try like,
0: to do it tactfully uh,
1: let's say i would probably use them less than i use them in day-to-day life like i write songs but i don't swear in the lyrics of my songs yeah because uh, i'm presenting something but uh, so i guess when i podcast i don't swear very much but in day-to-day life, I, uh, I've i been known to be a little bit potty-mouthed, but I'm okay with that. I'll tell you why. Because I think I sound very well-spoken and a little bit posh sometimes, and I think that dropping in some swears, like, tempers that, so that, like, yeah, I sound, like, well-spoken, but I'm not, like, um, snob or something like that because I swear too much. Uh, you are, in fact... I wanted to make this joke, the man of the hour. Huh. Um, how many people have said that to you?
0: No one. Nobody. So nobody said I'm the man no. of the hour. Usually it's just like cheesy jokes about my last name, which I've heard my whole life. And everybody thinks they're super clever when they tell them. I they know. Too. They're like, Oh, you never heard that one, had you? And it's like, you... how
1: funny you should <laughs> say that. Yeah. Cause I recently released a free ebook on overcoming procrastination called, uh, Procrastination Annihilation, by the way, at home. You can download it for free at BeYourselfAndLoveIt.com forward slash do it. And everyone posts on Facebook saying, I'll download it tomorrow. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's great. You're really funny. That is so good. You'll do it tomorrow? Like, I've never heard that one before. So you've, you've had all of the – let's hear the, the top five greatest hits, like, in terms of your surname the the, well, the best worst
0: if i'm gonna see like so let's say i'm gonna like go on a date like people be like you gonna give her a sample and, oh right yeah zing, yeah zing. or uh people call me like urine and think it's really funny and it's like dude like <laughs> right. there's so much more clever things like we figured out when um you know when we were in high school like if if the navy was trying to recruit us we would say well we couldn't be yeah. in the the navy cause we would be semen sample. And
1: oh man. Yeah,
0: so that was something that was our joke. But nobody came up with that. Like uh it's always right. it's always just cheesy. I mean, my mom didn't even realize that my name sounds fake because it's Drew a sample. And a lot of times right. on like sample IDs you would see like um John C. Sample or John D. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so it's like there was always like the fake looking thing, so mine looks fake. Um, so that was always fun. But uh urine was like popular, which I don't know why people would think it's clever. It's like urine sample. Like that's not that that's not that funny. Uh that's not very creative. No, I mean there's there's plenty of creative things you could do with my last name, but but people take low-hanging fruit and think they're the first people to ever take that low-hanging fruit, and then they get really proud of themselves. So that's uh, that's that's it. I did like that plug, though. By the way, that was a good that was All a good right. shameless plug, and I encourage shameless plugs on the wow. show. Um, but uh, I'll definitely download that book tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well,
1: you know what? you're in trouble you're yeah. in trouble that was good yeah you're in yeah. trouble that's what I'm going to say to you sample <laughs> that's a sample of my humor, yeah, that was
0: somewhere. a sample of my shitty humor, that's for sure uh but uh okay, so but uh so we got so we got connected through uh chris uh chris christphononic came yeah. he came through town, yeah. he stayed with me this summer. And he was yeah. talking to me about uh, how much he enjoyed connecting with you. Then you reached out to me and you said, let's do like a show where we could do it on both our ends. You, you did a couple shows and I said, that sounds great. And you're like, and then we both got busy. And then I was like, yeah, I should really talk to Anthony. And I'm sure you were feeling the same way. And then yeah, uh, I
1: couldn't get thinking about you
0: yeah thanks man i'm very seductive what can i say yeah um yeah so that is actually something that i am kind of studying
1: i I ran out out of them kleenex uh making a semen sample
0: (laughs) 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 i'm glad this this just really this is like this show
1: this is the most shit show show not shit as in this show sucks but as in crazy show that i've been done so far because uh, this is the one this is the one that when i make it big people are going to like keep on putting up on clips of on youtube to show how degenerate and terrible that i am
0: yeah well i mean we're all we're all deplorables in a sense i mean if people really um break it down i mean we're all considered deplorables of our generation like Whatever it is that our generation becomes known for, you get clumped in, and it's and it's just like you become a part of it. So, uh, you know, so it's it's all good. Just embrace it, man. That's that's my opinion. I mean, people. I thought it'd be funny to say that I was deplorable on uh, Twitter. Cause I was like, dude, why I can't believe people are losing their goddamn minds about Donald Trump. This is like during the thing. Cause I, I so the first time and and we're going into the weeds here, but I just wanted to talk about degenerate being a degenerate personally. Like I'm a proud degenerate. Right. So I put that I was deplorable Drew because I was like, Well, that sounds um that sounds fun. Like I'd rather be a deplorable. And uh so yeah, so I was uh, deplorable Drew. And, um, then this guy started saying that I was a racist Remember the alt-right or something, or I didn't even know about the alt-right from my understanding. I mean, I was always familiar with 4chan and I think a lot of people aren't, I think the, I think a lot of people get duped by the alt-right. Like I definitely think there's racists in the alt-right, but I think it's like a lot of it is, is just trolling. Like I think, and it's, uh right and a lot of things are written to troll so but it ultimately so they're all right by you they're all right by me yeah i think i think it's uh you know people just want to naturally it's it's interesting they don't realize that they get sucked into this idea of um we need to uh divide each other this that team and this is my team and and I'm just so sick of it. Like I'm so sick of, of collectivism and I'm sick of people yeah. complaining about collectivism. It's like, you know what? The only thing you can really do in your life yeah. is, is, yeah. is bet on yourself yeah. and change yourself. And so, um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll tr- kind of transition with that to, you know, you're, you're in a personal growth and self-development much like myself. Um, uh, but you're also like a big freedom lover a freedom loving individual, so, uh, how did you kind of get on this path, Anthony, of being realizing, you know, I don't like government, and then realizing, you know, if I need to change myself if I want if I'm going to change anything.
1: Oh, that's a good way, way to put it because I think that's exactly it. Like um, I was, and I mean, I do host the Scottish Liberty Podcast, which is the premier um, libertarian podcast coming out of Scotland. Uh, and, and there's one other Scottish create content creator we know who's a pretty big libertarian and he's done well, but um, I still, so I'm still involved in politics, but I'm more passionate about uh, Be Yourself and Love It podcast at the moment, uh, no offence to Tam, my co-host, just because how much can you do with what you learn about politics? I mean, it is fun. I, I've learned a lot about economics and politics and I like sharing what I've learned, um, but it's like there's only so much you can do with what you've learned under a democratic system. What are you going to do? Vote every four or five years, or spend your, uh, all your time lobbying or trying to get someone elected? And you know, it's it's interesting the Donald Trump thing you mentioned because I don't know who I find more annoying, like the Donald Trump supporters or the people who hate him so much. And in a way, like even though I'm not a Trump supporter and I've made lots of criticisms of him on my show. It did please me that he pissed off lots of people that I hate, <laughs> <laughs> including, the, you know, the whole social justice warriors. and But also the neocons. I mean, who can piss off social justice warriors and neocons at the same time? Yeah. So that was kind of like... Because I really, really, really hated um, the Bush administration. Same you know, area. I was quite young. But, like, yeah. So seeing seeing that happen like it was somewhat pleasing to me Uh, I look like so it's like yeah you're it's all just uh, sports for people it's like waving waving on your team yeah and uh, I guess so I was interested in politics to change the world you know when I was a teenager I got uh, I was interested in politics I got in conspiracy theories I was a left winger but I was quite moderate I was still a free thinker because I remember I held positions which I was probably like, even though I was, let's say, a progressive, I had sympathy for the idea that the government shouldn't be too big and like maybe maybe the government there should be there shouldn't be a big private public sector, but you know those bad corporations do need regulated. And through my journey, like the Ron Paul thing happened in two thousand and seven, and. I already knew about the Federal Reserve through like Alex Jones and stuff like this when I was in school and he was the first kind of conservative, the first right-winger I saw that was against the war and a civil libertarian. I was like, well, I thought... The the package deal I was brought up with was, well, if you're against the war, you're for capitalism. And if you're for the war, then you're for social... Sorry, if you're for the war, you're for capitalism. And if you're against the war, you're for socialism. So that's... So he kind of put a wrecking ball through the the concept of these package deals of the left and and over the next few years just being on youtube like get crashed by libertarians arguing with me sending me to watch videos and things like that i educated myself and i i became a libertarian i became a voluntarist and anarcho-capitalist and um never really looked back since only learned more i became fascinated with austrian economics um, I and I share what I've learned on the Scottish Liberty podcast because I think that the th- the great thing about economics and political philosophy is they are they describe the rules uh, of nature. Really, I mean, they they are always a correct argument as true for all time, whereas politics is a flash in the pan. You know, one minute it's Obama versus McCain, next minute it's someone versus someone else. You can talk about politics until you're blue in the face. It's really principles that interest me. Um, I got away from your original point, but basically I, I ended up in more interested in personal development, or also interested in personal development, because people can see the power in front of their hands. They don't have to lobby. They don't have to... Um, convince people to vote for the same person as them and you know if if you bring yourself to your maximum potential you are of use to those around you
0: yeah absolutely and um no it was fine to kind of get away from it because it's always good to hear people's stories and how they got on their path of um nobody can tell me what to do and essentially right. like i i'm not here to create problems i mean i i am disruptive and i am subversive in a lot of ways personally and i think i enjoy but that's it.
1: just a sample
0: yeah that's just a sample absolutely yeah. um <laughs> but yeah so i i i I've, i definitely resonate with what you're saying i i don't know how old i'm i just turned 33 so i'm not sure how old you are um we can keep it a secret though if you want to but um you know for me personally yeah like i was Super left myself. I I was anti-war, and then I think, I think the thing that where I started to wake up to is you know is towards the end of Bush, and um, I watched from freedom to fascism. I've said it a bunch of times on the show. Yeah, that was a good one. And and then I like that documentary. Yeah, and then uh, 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 then I watched uh, I watched uh, Alex Jones, a blueprint for global destruction, and then I watched Zeitgeist. And then I watched Esoteric Agenda. And, and then I, it just kind of got me on this path of, you know, I, I liked Ron Paul, and then he lost the primary, but I liked Obama too because he's a good speaker. And so I kind of got sucked into Obama back in 2008 because um, McCain seemed to change who he was when he ran in 2000 against Bush. Like, I remember my stepfather who's now, who, who claims to be, a centrist, but now he's he's more of just a progressive liberal. We went and uh, McCain was doing these town hall meetings, so he was at Ohio State, uh, and we went to a John McCain town hall meeting, and he had a very different Republican message than what was going on at right. the time. And then I I was going to be behind him, and then he just really just it seemed like he sold out a lot of what he valued to run and get the try to get the Republican backing. Um, cause at the time I think Mike DeWine was the first guy it back I and mean, he was this Catholic Senator from Ohio and then, um, and then what happened? And then, so yeah, so he ran and then Obama kept like with the war agenda and he kept taking away civil liberties that George Bush had done. And yeah, I just watched yeah. my my parents just blindly support him. And it was like, why yeah. are you guys not changing your, your tone?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. what? It's weird when you're confronted with that as a free thinker, like I always had this view because I changed my opinions on so many things that if I presented people with the correct evidence and information, they changed their opinions. I was very shocked when I was confronted with a world that was not like that. I mean, so it sounds like you had that like like you guys like seriously, do you not see what's happening here? he's basically extending the bush doctrine
0: yeah. you know
1: into his presidency he's doing everything that he said he wouldn't do and you were like you know wtf and so so go on i don't want to hijack your story
0: oh no you're fine i mean that was that was kind of it and then um also too like nine eleven seemed fishy and when i saw right. uh zeitgeist that pointed me in the direction of loose change and you know alex jones is all about 9-11 and it's and again, like, you know, I got caught up in a lot of truther stuff and lost a lot of friends and upset a lot of friends and family or actually like kind of helped me figure out who wasn't really my friend. Like just based on that. If somebody like that that's kind of it too. If somebody has some crazy ass opinions and they're you kind of scare them away with like a truther thing, then they're probably not your friend anyways. Um mm-hmm. But you know it was it was just interesting to me, like I felt like there was valid questions to ask, and nobody wanted the answers to them um but you know at the same time, like for me personally, like I was into personal growth and self development because I knew um you know going to college and realizing I'd been lied to, I just realizing that a a What I was studying in school was like pre-med and everything else like that. And just I did a bunch of internships and hated all of them and just realized, man, I'm going to just hate my life if I just keep doing this stuff. So I read like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, That's a great book. Yeah. And and so I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and then started and I was in this uh, and actually I I joined this network marketing company. And that that was kind of when I really got introduced to personal growth and self-development and libertarianism was from you know wearing out all my friends and family about tahitian noni juice and not making any money but getting like a really good education like i got such a good education like i i would never do that business again um because mm-hmm. it's like you, for to be successful at it like it really has to become a part of your identity and i couldn't i can't do that unless it's something that um that i'm really into and and i and i just was never really into noni juice or whatever the product was it wasn't my product it wasn't my company um and i just couldn't i just couldn't get into that that style but i did learn a lot from business and so then i i just kept reading books and um i got really into i think i man i've read so many so many uh books on personal growth and self-development and then it, then you just get into different aspects of you know learning to learn like learning how to learn and then it right. then i got into to farming, and now I'm learning a new business to 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 try to make some money with that I think I can make a lot more money with than in farming. But keep farming, hey. and just like really becoming an entrepreneur, and like just realizing that, man, you know, for me, ultimately, it was, you know, I came to the conclusion that if I wanted to make a difference, um, I had to do it with business. And if I want to be good and and effective at business or be a good and effective entrepreneur, I have to work hard on myself because there's going to be a lot of curveballs that are thrown at you. And if you can't, if you don't know how to acknowledge it and roll with the punches, then you're going to, you're not going to last long.
1: Yeah. And and you're the tool. Do you know what I mean? One um, story I love to tell is from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People a guy's walking through a forest, and he sees this other guy sawing at this tree trunk, sweating. He's like, ah, ah, ah. And, the, and the guy's like, what, what, how long have you been here? And he says, I've been here all morning. He says, why don't you sharpen the saw? He goes, you idiot. Does it look like I've got time to sharpen the saw? <laughs> um, you know, and when you're an entrepreneur, you are the saw. You know? So you need to sharpen up. If you, the more you sharpen up, the more effective you become. And it's an interesting thing because, you know, if you're an elephant, you've got no thought of being a giraffe. And if you're a giraffe, you've not got any thought of being another animal. But we have the dubious privilege of being able to choose what skills we learn and who we become. And it's a dubious privilege because it's a huge responsibility. And I guess um, with your entrepreneurship, like, it's, being a libertarian serves you well because you understand, as a libertarian, your response. First of all, your responsibility for yourself, and second of all, that no one can do it for you, and thirdly, that you serve a market when you're when you do that. You're not, you know, profiteering or harming someone. You understand that mutual exchange is beneficial, and that gives you an advantage, and you don't necessarily have a Bad view of money, which a lot of people do these days. Uh, even though that can be quite hard, hard to shed, if you if you had it in the first place.
0: Yeah, I even think, if you become a libertarian. Well, I think there's a lot of people that I come across that they they say I don't want to do things for money or or something like that, and it's just because they they have money problems at the time. And I think it's right. like, and they're just failing to really address like what their issue is with money, because it's really not. It's it's not anything i mean it's 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 an energy or it's it's not yeah it's an idea it's something that we all agree sure. g- agree upon and people give it more power than what it's due i mean like i i mean honestly like i'm not i'm still kind of Im- like i mean i'm not yeah. making nearly as much money as i was when i had a job but i knew yeah. i wouldn't like i knew that that's gonna it's gonna take time like if if i wanted to go punch a clock for somebody else and let them be responsible for you know doing all the other aspects of the business and me just doing sales, then I could, I could go make a lot more money, Mm. but it's, it's not about that. It's, it's for me, it's about about lifestyle. Yeah. It's about the lifestyle and it's about my journey. Like, I mean, like I've, Mm. I've had, you know, and enjoying the journey, I think, you know, for a long time, man, when I was in my early twenties, I didn't understand that. Like I didn't understand the the importance Mm. of enjoying the journey Mm. of, of like saying like, Hey, you know, my lights got shut off. Or hey, I'm mm. super overdrawn on my balance. And mm. I and it just used to be overwhelm me. And I remember right. when I when I first started the podcast and I was doing it that year, I, I wasn't making a lot of money. I was like in between gigs. I didn't have a driver's license, uh, because I'd gotten a DUI. Like I was really kind of just building myself up from hitting rock bottom. And then like all that stuff that I'd read like, you know, six or seven years before or six years before
1: yeah it comes into focus
0: yeah it came into focus i remember all i could afford to do is eat uh like my electric was getting shut off and and i didn't have a lot of money for groceries so i remember going and eating at the dollar menu at mcdonald's and telling my buddy and uh he was like man like man that sucks man i want to like give you money to get your electric back And i was like dude don't worry about it man it's just part of the journey like, I mean, my yeah, lights will get turned back on, man. It's not it's not the end of the world. And um, well, you're
1: certainly turning me on. <laughs> Just thought I'd bring it back to that. I think we got too serious for a while.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man. So but you know what I'm saying? Like I think that um, you know, that's that's the whole point of this farming business is is yeah. like I'm not doing this to you know, like I, I I've kind of positioned it well. Like I have a farm manager who handles a lot of shit I don't really want to handle. And he likes mm. doing it. And it's like, so yeah, it's like, girl, that's it. so I don't want to own a job. I want to own businesses. And I think like, sure. that's like, I went and saw, um, and I think too, it's just like staying plugged into things. Like, you know, for me now I went to this, uh, real estate networking meeting because like the next ventures in the, the real estate, um, yeah, it's in real estate, but I'm not going to be like a realtor. I'm not really going to be dealing with properties um like properties are always involved, but it's just like it's I don't know it's kind of like if you want to it's just it's, it's something that's interesting to me that a lot of people find boring but this one guy was talking about like multi-family units and you know the thing he referenced first is rich dad poor dad and mm. talking about um playing cash flow which i don't have you ever played cash flow quadrant or the game cash flow 101 I'm sorry
1: it sounds familiar. Can you so, fill yeah, me it's, in?
0: So it's Robert Kiyosaki's board game. And like Rich Dad Poor Dad is like the instruction manual for playing cash flow. So the whole right. thing is like the idea behind it was... And it's, and I and I used to play it all the time. I used to be in this club and we would go and we would play. So we were in network marketing. So we were always the most annoying people at the club. Because right. all you're trying to do is recruit and you're not actually... The, the funny thing about myself when I was in network marketing was I wasn't it's like I didn't actually understand the importance of building a network and I didn't actually understand right. resources that were in front of me or how I would close doors because I, I wasn't really listening to people around me mm. and so we were there and um and I was hanging out with these guys and we would play cash flow every week and basically the game is it's kind of like life or monopoly but your goal is to get out of the rat race so you keep going around in a circle And then once you basically, uh, once your passive income exceeds your expenses, then you can Mm. quit the rat race and you can start kind of living your life. And that's kind of the idea behind it is then you, you get different investment opportunities or, and it's, it's actually a a really good game, um, to play. And it was like, it was $300 for a while, but now you can get on Amazon, I think for like 65 or 70 bucks, but it's It's a good educational experience, so he was you know it was interesting talking about that, but being around like surrounding myself with like minded people um mm-hmm. it's it's important because a lot of times I find even with like personal growth and self development is that in order to stay turned on, you gotta stay plugged in and right and and a lot of times too, something that I notice is. Um, Cause I used to do this is like how many times people just all they do is listen to podcasts or yeah. books, and it's like, man, it's not how much of that stuff you get through, it's how no. much of that stuff gets through to you because yeah. if you're not living it, then you're just replacing yeah, a television
1: yeah yeah i re- I appreciate that, and that's I've spoken before about my kind of bugbears with the personal development industry, and that there's so much philosophizing and infotainment and hey you know this is infotainment well it's not that heavy on the info to be honest but it's like (laughs) but at least we're strong on entertainment yeah and you know you know the thing is i i like philosophizing you know i do it quite a lot on the scottish liberty podcast but i don 't like to do that in my personal development material. I want to give people stuff that they can use to help themselves and if you like if you do read Procrastination Annihilation, it takes about two hours to read it it 's full of tools it 's just ramps basically it 's you know'cause you can 't get from here to there overnight as you know from trying to grow a business yeah. but it 's a series of it 's a series of ramps to to make it easier. Uh, to get from where you are to where you want to be and i made it intensely practical you know i was on the tom woods show to talk about uh, uh he's he's one of my heroes and i love his show and he was like uh, yeah i have to say you're the least waffly guy that i've seen on on personal development and i just wish there was more emphasis on application it's like you you for every like hour you spend learning, you should spend nine hours applying. Dude, yeah. like it would yeah. be so good to like learn one technique and then practice that you know for so lo- uh, for so many times before reading the next one. But people are would like to think that um, information will save them yeah Uh, you know the mind is so hungry oh the next insight the next reward and it's like you're never gonna you're never going to get from where you are now to where you want to be with information what you need to apply the information you need to try things out and like you know my my stuff's got quite a big emphasis on using these ideas to get to know yourself better, apply them to yourself, like try these things out. I always try and like give some kind of tool or takeaway or exercise that you can actually do because I guess one of the reasons why is people are really struggling. Like I was really struggling in my 20s for a lot of them and I read so many books and they didn't help me as much as I would have liked them to have, and so I guess that's now why I'm kind of like looking back on with Whoa. a sense of outrage and and trying to make things more practical so that they do actually help people and don't just like fill their head with the info.
0: Yeah, well, I think too is people. Um, it's uh, it's like a mix. Like people think that mm-hmm. things are just going to magically happen. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Like I think a lot of liberals think that. Businesses run on magic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they think <laughs> they they've no idea how hard it is. Yeah. Um you know, they think that these people are just profiteering and making loads of money yeah. when they're not really doing any hard work. It's the it's the people on the floor. But it's so hard. Like if you try and learn anything, it's like it takes two or three years yeah. to actually feel like you know what you're doing. And it's like for so long you have to kind of muddle like oh, I'll be good at this soon. Oh yeah, I'll get there. It can't be too long. And it's 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 a bloody good job that your mind doesn't need, know how much more work you have to do before you get to where you want to be. Because if it did, um, then you might not do it. But you've got this sense that oh, it's just coming. It's just around the corner. I'll get good. I'll get. Uh, I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. And it's like. Oh, oh, no, 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 it must be soon. Oh, man, I've been at this for ages, but it must be around the corner. And then obviously suddenly you're in a situation and you realize that you are competent or you have certain competencies, but it usually comes out of nowhere. It's like for ages, it's like, um, you don't, you, you know, it's hard, it's hard to get good at things and um, but. It's also very rewarding. I feel like I'm putting I'm scaring people off. One yeah. of the things I like, a bit, <laughs> "Well, no, yeah. I,
0: I get what you're saying. I was thinking about this and uh I don't mean to uh kind of change the subject, but I think sometimes man yeah. the struggle is the struggle's good for you. Like I've been um yeah. studying this guy Hans Komen. He just wrote this book, the the way of the seducer and it's kind of like this this yeah. this way to honorably seduce like, cause he, his whole thing is like the art of seduction because of political correctness has kind of right. been shit on a lot, but it's like, you know, women right. want to be seduced, men want to be seduced. And most of the times when relationships are having issues is cause there's, there's just a total mm. lack of seduction. And he talks about, mm. you know, seducing yourself, like you have to seduce yourself. And I think like. You know, in my morning routine, it's like I'm seducing myself every I morning know
1: about that. just kidding what's that <laughs> my, <laughs> morning, yeah. my morning, morning routine, routine yourself, with lots of tissue yourself. paper and no, uh, but uh,
0: yeah, but I think so yeah, I, I don't know but, it's cool, yeah. but I think like had I been let's say in network marketing, I would have been super successful when I was twenty two and let's say I got to the point to where I was making uh you know five thousand dollars a month. With network marketing, it didn't have to do much. Let's say I just recruit the right person. What would that have done to my growth? And it's it's kind of like um you know like Taleb talks about being fooled by randomness. Yeah. And I think like a lot of times, yeah, you you keep working and working and working, and things things will go your way eventually, just because yeah. the just cause of the laws of a, like just the law of averages. Yeah. But you know sometimes it things happen well for you right away, and you get a lot of success yeah. right away. So you take your foot off the gas pedal yeah, and you think that you got it figured out when in reality you you just were fooled by randomness. Um, I'm not really sure what the point of that was. I was going to tie it into somebody that got really lucky. Like even with like films, I think you'll see like some directors never really direct anything. Like uh, he comes out with this film and then it's just super good. And then the next five films are just absolute dog shit. Like there's this one... uh Time Crimes. It's really good. Like, it's like the Spanish movie, science fiction, and, like, uh, it has a lot to do with, like, time travel and stuff like that. And it's just super fucking good. But then, like, I look at, like, the guy hasn't made a good movie since. Like, he's, right. maybe it's because, like, there's money behind him now, and he's not, he doesn't have as much creative control. Which could be the case, but even, like, um you know, like, Guillermo del Toro, like, the first good english movie english speaking movie like i liked his films like i'm like like a cult fan of his movies like i like mm-hmm. the the feeling of of like the strain and stuff like that but like the shape of water was a really good movie and it mm-hmm. kind of was really moving like the devil's backbone or pan's labyrinth but then you look at you know his dogshit movies like the relic or other movies that weren't made that were made in english that weren't as good and it's like okay now i figured out how to make a good english film um, but I don't know man I, I just kind of think about that like I mean you're not always going to have victories and a lot of and everything you know you need to embrace your failures you need to get out there and do just like you're saying because that's the that's going to be your biggest teacher like you have to have some skin in the game
1: yeah and you know you really know what it takes when you attain something you know what it ta- it takes to attain something and you are entitled to pride because, as you say, you know there, there is a challenge and there's, um, you said you said that it's good for you, um, I think people, as there's there's lots of pe- pitfalls people can fall into. It's like, um, you can try and dig a well here and then oh that's nothing much is happening there and then you you try a few feet down there's no water here and and you keep on digging up different places and just as you're about to strike um you think oh this is taking too long it's like if it's important enough for you you have to stay the course and and you know choose a couple of things to dedicate yourself to and attain skill um because it's an exponential thing it's like you you're just clicking along and you feel like i don't know for every 100 effort points you you're only getting three points back in results Uh it's a, it's a very strange rating system uh, and then but you keep on going and it increases to for every 100 effort you put out you get five points back and you're like what well, this is all i get but the the, the the point of steering the course is eventually like you get so much more out than you put in as long as you don't as you said um rest on your laurels or take your foot off the gas like i always think of the metaphor of an apple tree like you know you need to go and plant that tree and give it um ish um soil and put a little cane beside it so it doesn't blow over by the wind and limit the toxins and all these things and for quite a long time you don't get any apples like for years maybe you don't get any apples and you're like why do i have to keep on taking care of this tree it's like because you're looking at the long-term goal, like, and all of a sudden, one spring, pop, 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 apples start appearing, and the next spring, even more, you know, and the next year, even more, and this is just how it works. You you need that initial investment, where you get very very little in return if you want the if you want the big reward, and no one explains this to us, you know, I, at least no one explained it to me, uh, and went. You know, there is gonna be a period where this is gonna be very difficult and you're you're gonna see very little results. But the thing is, just because nothing is happening above the ground doesn't mean that shitloads isn't happening below the ground where the roots exist. It's like that, you know, seduction you messaged, you know, I I as part of my personal development went out and spoke to hundreds of strangers, girls and guys, um, to improve my social skills and you you know you've never you've never tested how like I'm, I'm a, I, I've have always been quite personal, so it's been easy to find friends but you you you're an untested entity where when if you speak to a hundred girls you know will any of these girls want to fuck me will any of them want to be in a relationship with me or even a date do you know what I mean and you might actually it's easy to stay in that um, zone of not knowing one way or the other uh, it's an untested thing. Until you know, if you go out and do it, you might actually be quite shocked at how low your market value is What's in your that sex respect. Well, yeah, <laughs> at least to complete strangers. I mean, it's easier to get with someone that's that's a friend of a friend. And um, you know, you don't know, you don't know, but definitely after speaking to a hundred people, you will have learned something about. How humans interact, about how to hold yourself during a conversation, about how to be a more interesting version of yourself. You know, obviously everyone's different, but there's commonalities. You know, I le- I found myself in relation to other people because I didn't necessarily know when I was being myself. Like, what does that even mean? My my podcast is called "Be Yourself and Love It," right? What it, if someone says be yourself, you might go, what, like the crap one that didn't get dates at school? No thanks. But what, what I might have not known when I was being my real self, but I definitely knew when I was being false. So by cutting out all of the false behavior, whether it was approval seeking or trying too hard, or like, yeah, I'm really funny. Oh, that's great. I'm so funny right now. I want to turn around and like speak to someone else. And because I was so funny to the last four people I spoke to, I'm actually scared to speak to the next group in case I'm not as funny as I was. Okay, I need to cut that shit out and stop trying to be funny all the time. Like, maybe if I can think of something funny to say, then I'll say it. But I don't need to make my whole persona around um, you know impressing people and. I discovered this in relation to yeah. I discovered more and more who I was by um, cutting out more and more of who I definitely wasn't, and and that was a very very valuable experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I think um, yeah, it's similar for me. Like I I uh, I I honestly, it's really strange because I don't like. I don't like a lot of attention. Like it's kind of weird now right. because people think what I'm doing is so interesting that they just ask me a bunch of questions and I answer them well. But like, man, like I went to this, this, this real estate networking thing and people like, so what else do you do? And I started talking about everything that I've done and it's just like, you know, because I want to live a life that's abnormal or that's not the normal nine to five kind of life. It's like, yeah, we're minority owners in a comedy club i don't make any money from it but you know we put in a lot of fucking work and we um you know i get a cash in on the fruits of that labor like my my good buddy finally people are finally starting to realize how fucking funny he is he's been chugging away at it for five years and he's one of the funniest comics i've seen and you know america going to a show it it was like him and he was the host and there was tom segura doug benson and uh Tony Hinchcliffe, all these other guys were there, and Aaron just blew them all out of the water, stole the show. Nice one. And he was the host, but he lives in Pittsburgh, has a family. So Mm -hmm. he's not going out to LA and playing that game. So because he's playing the game on his own terms, it's going to take a lot longer. Like if you want to go and you want to play by other people's rules, sometimes you can get some breaks if you, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying this happens in comedy, but clearly there's sketchy shit going on in California with the Harvey Weinstein types. Right. So Aaron's a family man. He talks about being a dad. And then finally he's getting like real management behind him. And finally, you know, they, they put a bunch of money to film this special. And he just said to me and my, my business partner, Hey, I I want you guys there. Like you guys always had my back. You guys always looked out for me and I want you guys there to hang out. And so, yeah. So, I gotta go and hang out and have a backstage pass for this this filming and see what happens with the major production of the comedy special. Which, yeah, fuck that noise. I would never want to. I would never want to be a part of filming. That's for sure. Like it was a lot of work and there's a lot of stuff going on and it was a relief to be like, man, this isn't my show. Like this is just I'm just here as a guest and it was cool. It was at a theater. It was at this historic theater and and so. You know, so yeah, so we we put in a lot of work with comedy shows, but it was time to shift gears because it's like, look, we could only take things so far without without owning a bar and getting alcohol sales. We were quickly realizing that we're not gonna make the money back to really pay ourselves for this. So we needed to shift gears, so we just started focusing more on Toronto, the Toronto scene and getting a club up there. So um, you know, our other partner in Canada, could do this full time because that was his dream was to have a comedy club and yeah. I honestly just want to be an entrepreneur like that was never really my right. dream but I like helping people get their dreams right and, and so Well, yeah. you're
1: a Morpheus
0: what's a Morpheus what's a Morpheus
1: yeah you help you find and empower neos yeah <laughs> you like in the Matrix like they, you're the Morpheus guy like you don't like the limelight you said you don't really have, I don't prefer yeah. attention. Yeah. But you're happy to help other people enable their dreams.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Like I and it's like it's weird it's weird to think because people are like, What do you mean because you have a podcast? It's like, yeah, but I don't have people in front of me. I mean I'm sitting in my bedroom with my cats talking to you. I'm not even looking at you right now. I'm looking at your photo because we killed videos so we could have better audio quality. So it's it's um you know man, it's interesting and then next thing I know, so I'm I'm at this networking thing. So then people are asking me about comedy. And then it's like people are asking me about farming. How did you how did you get your sales in farming? And I just tell them, like, yeah, it was just because I had one customer and I took good care of them. And I got referrals and I took good care of all those customers. So mm-hmm. now I have, like, a whole business built up to where it's like, okay, now I know every week I'm going to get about 500 bucks a week just selling microgreens to restaurants. Then once the farmers markets nice. come back, then I'm going to get more money coming in. But... You know, having Rich here who's a farm manager, like, you know, Rich kinda called me out. He's like, dude, you say you do the farming full time and you, you don't put in full time. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. I don't. I am thinking about my farm quite a bit, but yeah, I'm an I'm an entrepreneur. Like I want mm-hmm. I you know, I want to take advantage of my eighty twenty principle, right? So twenty percent. Right. So, you know, I've I run I wanna I wanna be a business owner. I don't want to own a job. Mm-hmm. So um so, yeah, so that's why I'm moving on like I'm not I mean the farming comes first, but then it's like I have this other project, and I have the podcast too, and the podcast you know i I kind of made peace with the podcast like if i if I wanted to niche down and turn my show into like twelve minute or eight minute segments, and all I do is talk about meditation or some philosophy or something like that, I'm sure I could and then go to the reddit pages where people are all crazy about it and say, "Hey, check out my." eight to 12 minute show i'm sure i could get numbers and get downloads but that's not really what i want i want relationships i want i want like-minded people to listen to my show and say hey i want to talk to you or you know to meet somebody like you from uh scotland who has a mutual friend who maybe you've listened to an episode or maybe you just knew i'm pretty sure we're on the same wavelength because we fuck with the same people so we should talk to each other so that's yeah, that yeah,
1: we have this big polyamorous love in. You said you know, you were looking for relationships, and you can just meet someone like me through Chris. I do, by the way, I do. I will marry you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that I had you on so I could just talk, and then you know, right. and then you could say some 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 jokes about my secret love of men. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's like. Joke. 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 <laughs> so anyways but you know what i'm saying like i think it's like so before you know it you're just grinding it out you're working some job you hate next thing you know you're, you're not working that job you're making a lot less money but you're living your life based on your values and then you then you pull your head up from from grinding out and then all these people want to talk to you all these people want to hear what you have to say and it's very strange and that's what—that's my. Yeah, experience. I'm still
1: waiting for that to happen. Like, well, you know, yeah, but if people, yeah, a, like, so if you're
0: at a networking event and people ask, "What do you do?" and then you start saying, "Yeah, I just wrote a book and everything about procrastination," people, there's a good chance people are going to want. Oh, they're going to. It's going to pique their interest, and they're going to perk up and say, "Oh, you do that? Oh, okay." You know okay. what I mean? But also, too, I always gravitate yeah, you're towards right, you're cool right, shit. You're right. Like yeah, small, like these
1: days, I say, "Sit." I have got a new one. Uh, when people say, What do you do? I say, I help people discover how wonderful they are. Is yeah. that good? Uh, I need to go out and playtest it. It's kind of, it's, it's beer not, stuff it, and love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds kind of cheesy, but I like it. I mean, I think, it? I think you should well, go full cheesy if you're going to do that, but it is true. Well,
1: I, w- I would like to see, because I don't think I'd say it in that tone of voice either. So next episode, I can, I can field test it. All right, let's try it. it. What so, you- so what do you I- do?
0: I- All right, remember, I said we're going to pretend like we're at an airport. Okay. And we're yeah. just... We're meeting right. our- and so we're- what do you do? What do I do? Right,
1: right. No, 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 well, uh, oh, we're, we're going for the role play.
0: Okay, so do I go first? I'm going to ask you first, or do you want me to ask what I do? Yeah, you're going to
1: ask me first, okay. right? Okay,
0: yeah. What do you do?
1: I'm the guy... Who clears the chewing gum out from under seats at the cinema? Well, actually, I tell a lie. That guy's my boss, but I'm hoping he dies in a freak accident so I can get a promotion. Because it's good to have a plan in life.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting, man. Yeah. So what? So what exactly? So he's your boss. So what do you do for him?
1: Um, well, I mean, uh, it's not strictly legal, so I'm not a liberty. <laughs> <for this quote. laughs> uh, I have had a lot of mutton today, Drew. Man, it's all good, Um, man.
0: Did you say you had a lot of mutton today? Is that what you said?
1: I said fun.
0: Oh, I thought you said mutton. Like, I've had a lot of mutton. Mutton. Like, (laughs) yeah, Uh,
1: I'm a notorious vegetarian.
0: Oh, really?
1: Notorious, yeah, notorious. Like, like Biggie, so um, probably haven't had mutton, but uh, yeah, no, I. I help people discover how wonderful they are.
0: And how do you do that?
1: Um, now see, you've put me on the spot. See these are the questions that people are going to ask me when I try out my new pitch. Um, I, well, I wrote a book on overcoming procrastination, I offer personal coaching, and I created a course, so I guess you could say I'm in the personal development field.
0: So you're a, you're a life coach?
1: Yeah, you could say that. Do you um, do you avoid uh, that
0: term life coach? Do you feel like it's been it's kinda overdone and cheesy?
1: I appreciate that. I think people have bad associations with terms like life coach or therapist or counselor, even psychologist on my card. It says wizards, and the reason why I like that is wizards empower heroes. I know you're laughing, you little scumbag. <laughs> no,
0: I like, like it, man. I am a scumbag, every, but I yeah, like for that. for every though, wizard. Yeah, for but for I would, every, but that would, um, but that would, that would point. That would like, that would like, I would immediately want to talk to. You, like, so you're a wizard, and then if you said, yeah. yeah, wizards empower heroes, and everybody needs to be the hero in their own life, then it's like, yeah. oh fuck yeah, yeah, man, that's great.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and that's uh, that's why I like to say you know, wizards and power heroes are like that. Everyone needs to be the hero in their own life. For every for every Hobbit, there's a Gandalf. For Luke Skywalker, there's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and um, I, I'm sure Harry Potter's got one as well. But I never watched any of those movies or read the books, so. Um, I think it's Dumbledore, but hey, Dumbledore, I probably yeah. should find that out because yeah, is that is Dumbledore like the mentor, like the Obi Wan Kenobi guy? Yeah,
0: yeah, he's the he's like the head wizard at the school, and he dies, he gets killed. Oh, they so always get the mentor
1: always gets killed.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's you know it's part of the hero's her hero's journey, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: it sure is. So, uh, uh, so great to meet you. What do you do?
0: Uh, I do a few things. Um, I'm a—I like to say I'm an entrepreneur. Of uh, right now, my main sources of income come from uh, small-scale farming and just general hustling.
1: Just general hustling. Yeah, hustling. Uh,
0: so right now, I am—I do some food delivery a little bit on the side because I like to. uh, I don't mind driving. I like to clear my thoughts and it's uh, worked out. I'm a contractor with the owner. So we haven't worked out cause I don't, I refuse to get a W two anymore cause I, uh, I'm psychologically unemployable, but um, so yeah, so I'm a small scale farmer and entrepreneur. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm always trying to better myself and, and become a, a better, stronger entrepreneur. Um, that was a shitty sales pitch I just did there. I have to tell you,
1: there's a there's a there's a lot of self-deprecation in everything you've said there, and yeah. I think you might, when we listen back to this show, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not above it either. But like, I mean, out of the gate, you were like, I like to call myself an entrepreneur, which to me screams of like, what if a real entrepreneur comes on and goes, you an entrepreneur? Oh yeah. Like, I think, I think I think I think
0: uh yeah, I think I'm afraid to really um really kind of own my situation that I worked hard for. It's kinda weird. Like
1: it's hard. That's Yeah, it? and like, I think I, I wanted
0: to... to be silly there too, because we've been so silly. But yeah, yeah I mean like last night I said, Yeah, I'm a small scale farmer. Um I sell anything that's a quick growing crop that I can turn over quickly. That's the way my business model works. I'm only on a fifteenth of an acre, so I'm making I'm paying my bills from a fifteenth of an acre.
1: Hm. So I, I mean, I don't want to like quote you or anything like that, but I, I I wonder now now I'm having trouble remembering exactly what you said. Like um if you're a um you if you could just say I'm a farmer, I I tur- I I you know, I turn over anything I can't remember how you put it. That quick run anything crops. that turn- Yeah, anything yeah, that turns over uh, quick run. Yeah. I grow, I, I grow, um, you know, I grow quick growing crops. I've got a 16th of an acre, which isn't huge, but I'm.
0: Just what, huge wait, in the I pants. 20, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, as you were saying.
1: I don't know. it got to see, Yeah, I, 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 definitely, yeah, I just feel like, um, I, feel the pain of like finding it difficult to own it because for a long time even doing what I do which is a job that I absolutely love like I was like self-conscious talking about what I did I don't know if I was partly self-conscious because of imposter syndrome like um where you don't feel like good enough to do what you're doing or if it was partly because I said you know some people I had a sense that most people don't love their job and like maybe by being someone that loves their job, like mm. I look,
0: you want to yeah, avoid people, the haters.
1: Like yeah. Like I've I had, I was absolutely f- f- chock full of neuroses. Um, but I guess as I've come to grips with it more and more and thought about presenting myself to the world and I, I'm, I'm more and more cool speaking about it. Uh, Uh, Actually, I really come alive when I speak about it, but for some reason I felt like I need to, like, I shouldn't be speaking about what I do. I, I've, I've not quite, I've not really quite come to a conclusion on this i think it's still a living question like oh even speaking to you about it, it makes me want to go out and speak to like 20 strangers again tonight and yeah and like see what happens when they ask me what do you do like and experience myself this is coming back to what we were talking about earlier about having first-hand experience like how do i talk about how do i come across am i still holding back
0: um, i think i hold back with my show honestly like i Do think you? yeah like i think if we were in person and we weren't recording i'd feel a lot more comfortable just owning my space but i think on my show yeah
1: there'd be a lot less talking though There'd be a lot less talking yeah after, yeah there'd be more, more, more candlelight you know some ambient music maybe barry white you know not that's so much
0: very very you possible don't, no but you don't,
1: uh, you don't need to talk when you've got this kind of connection that's
0: that's so true that's so true uh, everything is unspoken. <laughs> everything's just unspoken well and the, the truth is too is that um you know i i say this a lot on this show and i say it a lot about uh social media is you know words the words we say are only 10% of our communication it's mainly voice inflection and our body language body language is number 1 and then voice inflection so it's you know uh dance music and lyrics kind of thing so your music words and dance or something i forget i forget how it was said but I, you know being in sales as long as i have um you know I, I i think um you know what i said last night was yeah the thing with farming is it's very it takes time to grow that business i mean you you can't um
1: that's a good thing to say
0: yeah it, it with with farming you know it's you can't you can you can try to scale up quickly, but nature is going to make you pay for that. Nature is going to is going to give you some feedback, and um, you know, if you bite off more, you can chew. You're going to eat it cold, and that's and yeah. you know, my friend Greg Burns says that all the time, and it's it's true. I mean, you know, having my farm energy here was good because I I have these big goals and i always think like yeah let's get in grocery stores but then it's like figuring out what can we really scale like we just scaled up and picked up a new a new customer and you know we've moved the whole operation indoors right now because it's cold and we don't get a ton of sunlight so um you know there's a lot of unanswered questions that we have to figure out and that if we scaled up too quickly you're gonna miss different things in your system and getting your system down now one of the reasons why I'm looking into real estate was because I think there's the the payouts are, you know, I think you know in general like I I would like to not be poor um right. and I would like to not make $20,000 a year like when I was in sales I made a lot more money. Right. So and I, and I don't have a quest for money because it's like I'm I'm you know I want to just i just want to be rich like i'm not really motivated by that but what it, but it, what it does mean to me is it means freedom um, yeah, time and options and i think you know you i get
1: to choose to do what you want to do
0: exactly and i can say fuck you with my time right now but i can't say mm-hmm. fuck you with my money and mm-hmm. i want to be able to say fuck you with my money me and so too. so for me you know farming is a great business i think for there's a lot of reasons there's a lot of good tax advantages in my country for farming and you know a house isn't really an asset, so if you're not going to Airbnb your home, if you don't want guests to come, you could you could definitely figure out a way to, you know, use your home as a business. Um, and there's different things you could do. Whether it is you want to be a baker, or you want to do anything, but I, I'm a big fan. I feel like working from home, small businesses. I think working at home in my country that's going to be a new trend. Because it's hard to have a brick-and-mortar small business. There's not a lot yeah. of – the uh, the great government isn't – even though, like, all the liberals say we need small businesses, they don't really know how to help small businesses because they want them yeah. all to pay crazy taxes. And they don't – again, they don't understand economics. They think business mm-hmm. works on magic. Um, so – so uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so I was just going to say, so I, I, you know, I, I, I like farming for that reason. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to have that relationship with my food. Um, I think it's a cool networking conversation starter, much like comedy was comedy was cool too. I get seduced by cool, I think. Um, but it's, you know, I need to make sure that, you know, but cool doesn't always pay the bills. So I think, you know, making sure that I'm, Uh, For me, it's it's about finding a new challenge too. Like everybody wants to talks about getting in real estate, but they have no fucking clue how to do it. Like our whole economy is based on real estate, so you know I want to make sure that as I'm kind of you know as this opportunity found me and a mentor found me, um, you know, networking opportunities are finding me. It's you know really listening to to what my life is giving me and i think and that's part of personal growth and self-development too is when you're working so hard on yourself it's you you just start to really and i think that's where like the fucking secret misses it because Mm. they talk about the law of attraction like it's magic but when you're Mm. putting yourself out there and you are living a life based on your values you are going to attract things to you Mm. because you are going to you are not going to be a slave of the mundane. You're not going to be a slave of, of, of the everyday thing that the system wants to give you. And, and, it, and to me, it goes back to kind of like seducing yourself with your own values and then being able to listen to what the universe or whatever the hell you want to call it is giving to you. So I didn't mean to get on that rant there. Um, if you want to say something silly to kind of lighten the mood, you can.
1: Well, um, <laughs> yeah, way to throw me a curveball sample. Um, I guess, yeah, no, it's showing up to your life, um, not expecting miracles, but looking at what you've got around you to use, your resources, including the people that you know, and being react- responsive. You know, look at what you, what you've got, what are the tools that you've got right now, and how do you use those tools to make more tools like you're a farmer you know you cultivate shit and it's like you've you cultivated yourself to be the kind of person that can do that it's like there's stuff around you that is in its seed form you know your potentials both inner and outer and it's like you're like you know who's coming in here what can you what use can you make of this to have a life that as you, I can't remember the word that you used, but you basically said, you know, you want to have a remarkable life. And, uh, you know, you you love that. You love the fact that being a farmer, for example, is remarkable. It's a good conversation starter. It's a networking tool to you. It's not just a business. You're all about, like, life. Like, money is not just, oh, yeah, I want to have loads of money. Money is a means to do something cool. Like, who knows what? And uh, I think this is the attitude we need to carry like just take a look around like is there something that what what can I do today like what is the variance between like where I want to be and where I am now and can I enjoy closing down that variance because if you're always like thinking about the future then you want to be somewhere other than you are now it's like no it's kind of like um when you make a movie let's say um the point of you making a movie is not to watch the movie. Like, yeah, you want to have a done movie, but it's like, ah, I love making movies. Like, that's where you should be at, at least. And it's like, just apply that principle to life. Like,
0: yeah, I think that's it's great. To- that's the attitude I took with the podcast, and I bet that's the attitude yeah. you took with yours. Is I'm not doing this to get. Uh, I don't. I mean, like, look. If people want to listen to me, awesome. But I'm doing this because this is something I felt called to do.
1: And this right. is something
0: I wanted to do and I wanted to learn. It was important to me. And I think, you know, and when you are creating, you are creating for you. And I think ultimately, I think, you know, sure, there's there's ways to, to gear it. You want to have an avatar, who who you want to help or who you want to listen, who you want to meet. But ultimately, it's not your business what other people think. And I'm sorry for interrupting you, Anthony.
1: No at all. I cued you in. Yeah. Um well like yeah, I mean the thing is what I've been noticing from my coaching practice is a lot of the time when people don't feel like their life is rewarding. It's not just that they are not enjoying what's going on now. I dig a little deeper and I feel like they don't have a compelling vision of the future, and it's not, that can drag, like that is pulling them, they're being pulled, like future me is calling now me to become future me. It's a very confusing conversation, everyone involves called Anthony, but um, it's like, I'm in that, it's like, I want to, right? Right now I'm writing a short book called Universal Basic Income For and Against, right? Um, One of the reasons for that is because I want to share ideas on economics with lay people and it's uh, written in a very chatty tone of voice and no one else is doing it right now. Okay, that's a thing. I love writing, that's a thing. It was my side project while I was writing this book, that's a thing. But I'm compelled because sometimes I don't feel like working on it and sometimes I do. But on the days that I'm not feeling like it, I'm compelled because I think I've just done the podcast rounds and when I finish this book, i will be like really cool because I love doing these shows, and I'll be able to do the rounds again. I'll be able to get on Tom Wood's show again, you know, and and speak about that one, and and then I then I can go on to another one. And by the time I'm finished doing the rounds, like I like writing. It's like, and and I I like I've liked seeing my writing improve. Like procrastination annihilation. I've, Like, I'm so proud of the tone that that book's written on. Like, if anyone didn't know me and read it, it takes two hours to read. I feel like they think they would know me already just from reading that book. It's got my own sense of humor in it. I talk in it as though I'm just having a chat with you, uh, minus the expletives. And it's like, it took me like 15, 20 years to be able to write that simply. If you'd read my writing ten years ago, I found it really hard to write short sentences. I used too many big, long words. Like stuff. Like it's compelling to me to become a better writer and to see myself conveying ideas better than I've seen anyone else do. It. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen anyone else do it with these particular ideas. Like. I don't feel compelled to write a book on how to improve your self-esteem because I think Nathaniel Brandon's already done that eh, as well as it requires to be done, you know, Um, kind of trying to move into areas where I don't feel like ideas have been expressed the way that I would like them to be expressed. And one of those is economics. Like that that vision, all these things, they compel me. And it's like for people who are not in that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here, man. Like, what am I even doing? Well, first of all, you need to sit down and figure out, you know, what life would look like in an ideal world. Because first of all, it could get really fucking bad, right, if you don't do anything. Like, you could get in poor health. You could get a degenerative disease. You could lose your job and your girlfriend, um, you know or it could get really good you could like start doing stuff you get happier because you're happier people at work like you more um, you attract better friends your relationship with your girlfriend gets better you move on to a job that you enjoy much more than what you're doing now because your personableness has created opportunities for you and your energy is magnetic and then that has a knock-on effect on other areas of your life you know you have to have a vision of what you want to actually be doing day to day like and and are there some of those things that you could be doing already like if your dream is to move out to the countryside and like take a walk through the woods okay maybe you can't do that for years because you don't have the money yet and blah blah you need to take care of your mom or whatever can you find a way to get some of that can you Book a camping weekend every so often. Can you just go for a walk in the park every day? Like, what would you ideally like to be doing? And is there anything in that vision that you could do now? And as for the rest of it, can you use that to compel you to do those, like, little things that you don't feel motivated by doing, uh, even just a little bit a day?
0: Yeah, I... uh I like that, man. I think, that's a good, I think that's a good way to end the show. What do you think? I like to, I got to harvest some microgreens. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, but we've been going yeah, for about an like hour and to... 10 minutes. Love to have you on again yeah. in the future. So if people yeah, want to yeah. listen to you, yeah. um, if people want to listen to you and check out your shows, and I'll, I'll post a link for the book and the show notes. Um, so what's a, what's a good way for people to find your work and follow your work?
1: Yeah, check out Be Yourself iTunes. If you don't use iTunes, it's on SoundCloud. Um,
0: I like Overcast too. If you have Apple, um, use uh, Overcast. Are you on like Google Play as well? Or podcast? podcast Addict? Can they find you on Podcast Addict? I've not tested.
1: So your audience can get in touch with me and let me know. If you want to speak to me, Anthony at be yourself and love it.com. And that's the transformation to the world. Like it's not enough to be yourself. You have to enjoy it. So, um, yeah, please, by all means, if you like the show, say hello. Like great time. It's, it's been so long since I've just had like a laugh like this and just shut the shit and, you know, good, good to get to know you better. And Chris for that.
0: Well, no problem, sir. I am myself and I love it. So it's when two people are themselves and they love themselves, it's easy to enjoy each other. I uh yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's what that's what life's all about. I think, you know, your relationships that you form with people and just enjoying who they are as people and, and coming together and having some laughs and I think that's what shit's all about, man. I think people want to complicate things and they don't need to. And you know, Good on them, but they'll figure it out. So, but I mean, for me, this is what life's all about: is having good relationships, having some good laughs, getting silly, uh letting you hit on me the whole podcast. <laughs>
1: oh, I was the one. To hang on, you was I? Oh, is that what it is? Oh, all oh, right. That's uh the story of my life. Rejected <laughs> again. Well, anyways, guys, check just...
0: out check out Anthony's work. I had a, I had a good time talking today. Clearly. Uh, hopefully someday I'll be able to meet him in Scotland or he can come to, to, to here. I am Scots Irish, Anthony, which means Mm. I'm far removed, I think from Scotland by like 400 fucking years or some shit like that. Mm. But, um, do you ever, it's like the, have you ever read the history of the Scots Irish?
1: No, I haven't.
0: It's pretty fascinating. I'm, I mean, being a hillbilly, it's like something that you learn because most people that settled in like Apple, well, it's a long story. There's Jim Webb wrote a good book called uh, um, it's basically how the Scots-Irish shaped America. And, uh, you know, we're all, we're all proud. We're proud people. I'm proud of my, my whiteness heritage. But anyways, um, yeah. So everyone check out Anthony's work. Uh, hit him up at uh, Anthony at beyourselfandloveit.com if you have questions or if you have an issues uh, listening to his show outside of itunes but i use overcast personally check out his book and read it it's only a couple hours if you have voice dream i'm sure you could listen to it as well so i use do you ever use voice dream
1: i have not used it yet but it sounds like it might be on the cards
0: yeah jake DeSillis uh talked about it so i started um i started listening i started using it quite a bit so really
1: the yeah, I, I think basically I, the best way is just download my book, Anthony Samaroff, sorry, it.com forward slash do it, because if you get the book, it's got all of my other media in it It will tell you where to find me. So that's your best bet.
0: Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, I appreciate Always. everybody listening. And Anthony, thanks for joining me. Okay, everyone, that was Anthony Samaroff. Check out his work. Sorry about the delay in shows, guys. It's been a little bit, but uh, I'm sure Greg Burns and crew will be more than happy to make fun of me. So there we go. If you guys want to take part in some trolling of one another or maybe have a discussion at the risk of getting trolled, you can go to the Sample Hour Discussion Group on Facebook. Join that. Come join the troll party because that's what it's turned into. Which is what it is right now. And then uh, also, if you guys are interested, go to naturesimagefarm.com. Right now, you can get 10% off and free shipping off any trees. I believe that is in the continental United States. I don't even know what that means. Just if you're in the United States. Um, So check that out uh, if you're interested in getting small cell bees. Uh, Greg Burns will also have those at the site of his farm. Use code word sample and get 10% off. You just have to go there and pick them up. And please, please support the show and join Patreon. I don't, I'm not the best podcast host, as you guys know, you listen to this. Um, I, As I said in the show, I am an entrepreneur. So a lot of times my businesses come first. And most of the time because they pay me the most money. So this is something I do really for fun, um, but it is nice to have some of my time compensated for. Um, But you also get some exclusive content. So I've been actually pretty decent about loading up some exclusive content. I just loaded some stuff up before. And then more episodes you'll get to listen to earlier before their release. Um, And all it is is a dollar a month, guys, so $12 a year. That being said, guys, I really appreciate everyone's patience, and I'm glad that uh people are hopefully still listening to the show um i don't want to make any promises and say i i am sitting on a lot of episodes i want to get some episodes out um but you know i don't want to make promises um because the season is 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 upon us but uh i just got to do better with some time management and getting these episodes out to you guys so i'll probably read anthony's book so All right, guys. Enjoy the show. Check out naturesimagefarm.com. Thank you guys so much.